What if we started off every episode with some sort of ethical thing that we came across? Because <laughs> I realized last episode that was a, a silly thing. And plus I had another one today. Not like as recent as you last episode. You seem one. to stumble across these a lot more than yeah, I Yeah, you know. Uh, I don't know if it's just <laughs> the world loves me or because it hates me. <laughs> um or this, maybe I make such a quick decision, I don't even notice. <laughs> you don't even notice that, I don't know what I'm saying. That it was some kind of dilemma. I just don't even debate. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the $100. <laughs> okay, because this one is also $100 related. What? And it's very weird. Okay. So this was earlier, this was like, before. last time it was on my way back from lunch. This time it's on my way to lunch. But on the corner of this place where roads diverge, man, it sounds like I'm doing a Robert Frost poem. Um, on the corner of a place like where roads come okay if you're wondering what the robert frost poem part is it's like two roads diverge in a yellow yeah, wood i know okay okay sorry okay <laughs> i'm wondering where this place is because there's many places at which two roads connect to each other um, that's fair uh i don't know how specific it's like by the the rec center by dixon okay Again. and you know there's always people there it, yeah yeah kind of mm. near there the near the same spot as last time there was a guy holding up a sign that said, um, win $100. He was holding it, and people were walking by, and he was pointing at them, and he was, like, shouting, like, hey, something, blah, blah, blah. I was blasting the new Kendrick Lamar in my ears, <laughs> much, much like last time um, I, was, I was listening to music prior to this taking place. This time I just kept it in because I honestly kind of hate this, like, roadside soliciting kind of stuff. Yeah. It just, like... It like, makes me angry. Let me I, walk. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I can now look like I'm so invested in whatever I'm like walking towards that I just don't notice the person, which is great. <laughs> if you just keep your eyes dead forward and they try and talk to you and you're like listening to music, right? And you just keep them dead forward still. You don't you don't like even blink. You just walk yeah. directly past them like a foot away. My thing is, and that's like the strategy. The amount of stress, because like you know, I I do the same thing. I did the same thing, and it, there's just so much stress when you're doing it because you're like, <laughs> please don't tap me on the shoulder. Don't like put in any more effort to get my attention. Somebody who clearly doesn't Gener want their attention. Yeah, generally they feel so awkward by walking up to you in the first place that they won't. Yeah, bother. Hopefully, usually. Yeah, you usually this is the case, and usually everybody's happy. He was shouting this stuff, like, really loud, so it, like, even went through my he earphones, and he was pointing at something, and he pointed at something on the field, and there was a bunch of people on the field, and there was a guy throwing them a ball, and then um, they would throw it back to the guy, and then he'd be like, whoa, and then he'd walk over to them and, like, give him, give him something, which I'm assuming is the $100 bill. No so way. So my guess, it was, like, kind of like a weird little social experiment of, like, hey, if you're willing to, like, have an awkward interaction with a guy on the side of the road and you throw and catch a ball, you get $100. This is this is me kind of filling in the blanks with my Yeah, there's no chance. That's way too much money to just be like... Right, but there was, like, not even that many people on the field doing it. And there were other people on their phones. Yeah, but even if it. there was, like, 10 people the entire day, that's still $1,000 that they have to give away. That's true. I, I don't know what this was, but that was me filling the gaps in my head because I was like... This is so weird. I look over. Yeah. There's a person who throws a ball at a guy. He catches it, and they're, like, behind these cones. The guy catches it, and he does, like, a woo, and then he throws it back, 
and the person catches it, and he goes, woo, like even bigger woo than the last one. And then he walks over to them and hands them something. Like some kind of Mario Party minigame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And there were people lining up, and most of the people lining up were prob- were like on their phones. So to further fill in the gaps, they were either on their phones to like text, or sorry, not on the phone as in like, bring, bring, hello, this is whatever, but like texting on their phones. Yeah. So my guess was they were either texting their friends, hey, come outside, there's this crazy guy with a sign who's like giving away free $100 bills if you throw and catch a ball, or they're like signing up for something. Which, I would guess they're signing yeah, up for something. That that was my guess. But then I saw the guy as I was walking away, and, and I looked back. He put down the sign, and he just walked back and like didn't wasn't like calling people out to go do this thing anymore. So now I further fill in the gaps. And, um, and I think to myself, okay, what would be kind of an interesting experiment to do if you had money, you didn't know what to do with it, and you wanted to see <laughs> how people would react? You do an experiment for... 10 minutes, you have a guy who holds a sign that says, win $100, and call people out in, like, an kind of awkward setting, tell them to go throw, catch a ball, and then if they do it, they get $100, and see how many people do it. There, There is no chance it was $100, no catch. It had to have been, like, if you sign up for our credit card. That's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in all reality, that's what I think it was, but another thing I was, I was thinking, I was like, you know what, it looks like these people that are walking away from the field with what I'm assuming is $100, are happy that they've got stopped and had an awkward little interaction. So my guess is, it was like, what yeah, wh- what is the worth of avoiding that? Because there were so many people who were just like, I'm okay, and they just kept going and stuff like that. And I was thinking, what if it what if it isn't for like you know that credit card membership? What if it's like actually you throw catch a ball, and then that's but, it. But that's like saying when you get an email from a Nigerian prince who wants to give you $10 million in solid gold bars that you, like, what if it was an actual Nigerian prince? Like, yeah, that'd be great. It's not, though. Yeah. No, but my thinking was is that, like, I just straight up didn't stop. I just kept going. I could have easily just been like, yeah. hey, what is this about? And then they explain to me, and the second they say credit card membership, I'm like, ah, right, I'm out of here. Yeah. But, like, I didn't even bother. You know, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't didn't even, even put, care. I didn't even put in the effort to be like, hmm, you know what I did put the effort into? <laughs> Thinking about all the gaps to fill and how I want to say it here. That is a weird situation. It is weird. And a lot of people were doing it too, which made me think like, huh. huh. Because like, I'm definitely not the smartest college student on campus. And the fact that other people were like actually doing this was kind of weird. But it was for a very short period of time too. Hmm. So my guess was like, you know, in 10 minutes, how many people are actually going to like believe this dude with a random sign that's really weird it is really weird what would you do you'd you'd, you'd keep walking past i wouldn't even notice what his sign said oh <laughs> wouldn't have even looked at that see yeah a guy holding a sign just like oh, oh nope. yep don't even okay. need to read that that's fair yeah yeah well that's my little ethical maybe that's why i day. don't notice that i get into ethical dilemmas <laughs> if i don't even read the signs <laughs> you don't even know it's a dilemma you're just like yeah yeah that 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 thing sure I I stumbled across an old John Coltrane album, uh, Ascension, and that got me back into, well, not really into, just uh, I listened to about a minute and a half of Free Jazz by Ornette Coleman. Have you heard Free Jazz? Um, is Free Jazz when there isn't really a tempo and you just kind of wing it? It's not even, there isn't a tempo, there isn't anything. They just started playing. Yeah. And, uh... Isn't that not what I said? What I said? You said no tempo. Yeah. But that means that like there could be like a mode for like chords or something. No, there's nothing. Oh, okay. They don't know okay. anything. <laughs> 
and uh, they just started playing. And I have to say, it, unique. <laughs> unique is the word. So anyway, I think they should replace all elevator music with free jazz. <laughs> uh, just for oh, one day man. of the year, you know? One day, okay, free one jazz day of the year, free jazz is the elevator music and see how many heart attacks you can cause. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's really funny. No, they, that kind of stuff... Whenever, whenever I talk to people about jazz and they're like, it's just random noise. I'm like, well, okay, there's jazz where it's like kind of smart and interesting and the improvisation. And, like, <laughs> and then there there's is... a lot of talent. And then there's free jazz. Free jazz is a lot of talent, but it's over my head. <laughs> like there is some really great artists like, like John Coltrane, who later on were like, wow, this is incredible. And like did a lot of it. And um, I don't comprehend it at all i'm not nearly as great of a musician as john coltrane so i i know that there's got to be something there but uh i don't know what it is i have no idea what it is you know what here's my guess the only the only way to really say that the free jazz you are doing is good is if you really like your part and only your part because there are like a billion different pieces playing in that one song you just played where I'm like, oh, that like the, uh, what was it? Like the trumpet sounded kind of nice on yeah. its own, not <laughs> the rest of the song. And I imagine the guy who's playing the trumpet must be like, man, I sound way good. Like, <laughs> he over, just isn't, he over just doesn't even people. notice that the yeah. other instruments are playing. Because all, okay, maybe there's talent in like, you know, having like a, whoever's playing the drums play at a certain tempo and then not matching that consistently. I know like that's impressive. Purposely not being on tempo, that that would be hard. Yeah, that would be kind of insane. But that think, might be the only thing. I don't think it would be that hard if you didn't have a drummer, but the drummer makes it so difficult. You know? Yeah. Like if you were just a bunch of I don't know, say violin players. I don't think it would be very hard to just completely play out a tempo with that. That's true. But drums are so... Yeah. The they drum, force a tempo on yeah. it so hard. The drums got the easy part in free jazz. <laughs> because they can't hear anything in the first place. <laughs> it makes They're no difference to them. Yeah. Um, uh, but but no, I, yeah. I heard that and I was like, wow. Wow. No. I, I just forget about it every few years. And then I come back and I'm like, wow. That's, that's a like, thing. If you want to listen to jazz and you're also going crazy, that's probably the route to go. Wow. How has no one used free jazz in a film score? Uh, I don't want to say what's Birdman, but Bird, have you seen Birdman? No. Birdman's, I, I won't say the plot, but like it's kind of interesting because the entire soundtrack is nothing but drums. Oh, weird. Yeah. But it, it works really well. I'm sure it does, but it sounds weird. It. It's weird, but it's kind of sick. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just random drumming. I know, but could you imagine, like, you have a scene where someone's going crazy and you just have free jazz playing? That would be insane. Let me think, because there's definitely stuff there. It would be so easy to do, and it would work so well. (laughs) There's, um, okay, there's that part in Whiplash before he walks in, and, like, the guy in, like, he's kind of going crazy as he like fails to get better and better at drums and whenever that's happening not every single time but like there's a particular scene where you you could see him like just getting really pissed off and then you as he's doing that like whatever his what he's saying is like completely silent but you hear is like the the jazz and the the jazz musicians um tuning their instruments which of course is not gonna be in not great in sync 
but it's like very loud. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. But there's definitely stuff. Like there's stuff that. like it, but I haven't heard anything as. I mean, there's obviously the SpongeBob scene where they're like freeform jazz, and then they start playing freeform jazz, which is pretty good. But that's not what <laughs> I'm talking about. Let me think. There's got to be. Yeah, maybe not with jazz, but there's definitely. Well, there's stuff with films. it, but jazz, it's so perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect for that. And I, I'm just saying it would be awesome. Okay. So what it makes me think of, go. and this is this is a good segue, is that one part, if I can find it, into Pimp a Butterfly on the song You before the main song yeah, starts. Yeah, well, well, it's so jazz influenced, that whole album. So, of course, yeah. Wait, okay, here. Okay, first of all, that song is awesome. But yeah. Loving you is complicated. But that song is cool because, I mean, you're right. Like, if, if I were to make a movie, I would steal the instrumental of you <laughs> and then just play that part at, like, a scene where, like, a guy's going insane. Because, like, it's, like, all the instruments are, like, kind of playing random and then they, like, slowly divulge into playing. In, yeah. Like, the same key and the same tempo and whatnot. And that's what, like, kicks off the song. But that's that's kind of cool because then it feels like scattered puzzle pieces. Like, e- yeah. each little instrument and note is its own... Um, little part, and then like it all slowly comes together. Yeah, which could be even like deceptive symbolically, well, where like if you're doing a movie scene and you're going crazy, and then you divulge into a single sound, then that's kind of like they're putting the pieces together. I don't know. That's yeah. reading into the, it in an insane amount. That kind of is my favorite part about free jazz. Is I really don't like when it's just pure, pure unadulterated randomness. However. I do really like when it's free when things are free jazz influenced. Um, yeah. Like one of my favorite albums uh, by John Coltrane is "A Love Supreme." It's like his best selling album, and that's when he like first got into that whole thing. And because of that, he has this layer of free jazz on top of a lot of really well predefined structures and some melodies and stuff. Cool. And because of that. It sounds super, super interesting. The whole thing is great. And it's just a fantastic album, A Love Supreme. And it's only like four tracks, but they're so good. They're really, really stellar. And they're filled with improvisation. The enti- Almost the entire thing is improv. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because of that layer of free jazz, you always are interested in what's going on, even though it's a very small ensemble. I'll check that out. I haven't heard that. What it, what it also makes me think of is um, Johnny Greenwood. He is a person in Radiohead. I forgot the specific instrument he does, which makes me so sad because I love <laughs> him so much. But he's been doing like a lot of film soundtracks. There's a movie called You Were Never Really Here. And there's like, I think there's two different songs that stand out to me from the soundtrack where it does this thing where it like plays like a single layer and then it stacks them, but they're all off tempo. I know that's not like jazz in particular, but that's what it makes me think of. Yeah, and it, and it sounds awesome. So yeah, it's definitely like free jazz was really important, and I don't think it's for the free jazz itself, but for the influence it's had, because yeah. it kind of tells people, hey, you can do like this crazy stuff, and still get something that is recognizably music, even if it's not particularly enjoyable. Yeah, and and, and then from that, you can make cool. some yeah. really enjoyable stuff out of it. You ever listen to any Prince? Not as much as I should. There's this okay. one. Well, I think everybody knows. Like, have you heard the guitar solo he did for Purple Rain? My, no, not that one. Um, oh. While my guitar gently weeps. 
<gasps> Bryson, uh, you're in trouble, sir. You what? are in trouble. I only know the George Harrison one for go- obvious reasons. We're going to YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah, because it's not like released on Spotify. It's okay. Well, that's so why I haven't heard it, is because it's not a normal song. That's fair. Um, basically, what happened was. Um, they were doing like a Hall of Fame thing for somebody from the Beatles. Who George was Harrison, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, he wrote the song and did the guitar <laughs> solo. <laughs> well, now Prince does it, and it's awesome. No, Prince is crazy because I hear he like did all of his own stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird looking back. I, he just did every instrument on like everything. And it's so rare to come across a multi-instrumentalist that's actually, like, really interesting on everything yeah. they play. But Okay. Where did the guitar go? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know it's crazy when Jeff Lynn is like, ah, someone else can take the solo. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. That video was insane. I saw that, I think, in middle school, and I always thought, you know what? I don't play guitar, but if I did. But now I play guitar, and I yeah. n- now I know more than ever that I will never be capable of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a... how insane that wow, is. Wow, you really should listen to Purple Rain. I have listened to Purple Rain. You have listened good. I, I, I've listened to enough of. I I, I know the popular. I was stuff. like, if you haven't listened, I mean this the album. Oh, the album. No. Yeah. I was, okay. I heard the song. Everybody's. Heard the I was song. like, you have. That's like the album for Prince for like the normie stuff. It's like the most common album to listen yeah. to. Yeah, I know. I I know like these weirdly specific songs. That's they're only well. From he YouTube. has so many hits. Yeah. Okay. Wait. There's another song that he does live. Sorry, I'm like pelting you with this live stuff. But this is the only place I know Prince from. Is like <laughs> yeah. these weird, kind of awesome live performances he does. That's that's where I know Prince from is yeah. these weird, fun little live performances. That's really strange. It is strange. I mean, he was a fantastic performer, so it makes sense that there's a big live thing. It's weird that I've never seen that then, though. Yeah, I I really like the Cream one. Uh, yeah. Or okay, there's a YouTube video. Uh, Prince does Cream live acoustically, and um, it's very funny because he keeps like stopping whenever the audience sings it improperly or they don't <laughs> sing loud enough or they're off key or um they're coming into late or something like he'll just stop it and they'll just keep like interjecting but it's like wildly entertaining because he's just a silly guy yeah and he's like so kind of narcissistic about it too but that's kind of what makes it funnier um, yeah but that's where i know prince from so i yeah i mean i i think it's quirky and weird enough that i like get you know get the pass but, there's um, a yeah. movie along with purple rain Purple Rain, the album, is a soundtrack to a movie that he wrote. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> you Apparently, it's very interesting. You should watch that. The movie? Yeah, because then you get the whole, the oh, whole, that, the whole album, too, and you also get the movie. I've never seen the movie. Okay. I just know it's really infamous, but I don't know what for, so... I'm assuming it's terrible. I have literally no idea. I mean, I, I he bet ma- the he made, great. He made <laughs> two movies, I'm pretty sure. It's really famous. Reviews aren't crazy, but they're definitely not terrible. Um, <laughs> on Google, when you look it up, it just says, it's a film that was scored by Prince. It's a film that was like, scored by Prince. That is the Prince. only thing it really holds any value, huh. is that Prince is a part of it. Yeah. A young musician tormented by an abusive home situation must contend with a rival singer 
After the success Weird. of his album 1999, Prince confronted his then manager and told him he would not renew his contract with him unless he got to star in a studio film. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. What a guy. Prince was like, let me be in a movie, baby. <laughs> it looks like it was really successful, though. It made 10 times its uh, like budget yeah. in the box office. So, hey. Sequel? Graffiti Bridge? There's a sequel? Oh, you have to, oh my gosh, you have to watch these. What? Also starring Prince. This is important. What? It, oh, it, okay, it won Best Original Soundtrack. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, its soundtrack is unbelievably good, so you have oh, that. Bryson, Purple Rain uh, film came out <clears throat> 1984. 1984? What does that mean? It's the book that you hate. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, I don't hate kidding. the book. A little a little interjection from our Prince talk um, from fans that have... Fans. People that happen to see us in person that know about what we do here. They are, you know, if I if I were to voice their opinions uh, through a certain lens that I've created, um, I don't know, Bryson. I I don't know how they feel about your opinions on 1984. I hate how everyone references it all the time. It's yeah, over reference. That's that's the part, Bryson. It's over what? <laughs> That'd be like if I constantly talked about this one like movie or something. That would suck, and it does suck, and it's annoying. I don't want people <laughs> to constantly talk about the same book. Be original. Find a new reference. What book What What book should people reference? I don't know. Huckleberry Finn. That's a good one. I don't know. Okay. Reference something else. <laughs> I'm sticking by my opinions. 1984 is going to be our staple of hatred here. Yours is 1984. Mine's Kid Cudi. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand on it. The more I listen to the man's music that isn't from Kids See Ghosts, the more I'm like, eh. I was literally just listening to Man on the Moon 2 earlier today. Oh, my condolences. Oh, um, it's such a good album. <laughs> okay, I'll re-listen. Okay, which Man on the Moon do I re-listen to? Um, there's no way I'm doing you've, all three. You've got to do the first two. You've got to do the first two. I've already done all they're, three. They're some of my favorites. Okay, I'll do the first one. I'll come back. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give it as best a, a, re, a rethink as I can. But I can't guarantee love. The second one is actually like, not lyrically or melodically, but it is uh, instrumentally a lot more dense and a lot more complicated than the first one. So there is that. And hey, maybe you can latch on. Like the string sections are really gorgeous in like a lot of the songs. So maybe you'll like that. I don't know. I'll I'll give it. To, a, I'll I'll attempt a fair shot. To be fair though, I'm look looking back at Prince. I mean. He annihilated the the awards with the soundtrack for Purple Rain for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> it's like the movie didn't even have to be good because he just annihilated it. He has like When Doves Cry, Purple Rain. Did he have an Rain. Oscar for it? He got a Grammy. A Grammy? He got a Grammy for the best album of original score. No Oscar? <laughs> oh my God. Hold up, I have IMDb right here. We'll find out. Where's that Oscar? Prince. Um, I, I'm thinking Prince just I'm, did this for the Oscar. I don't think he got an Oscar for the... <gasps> well, he didn't get an... Oh, did he? It won one Oscar. Let's it see what Oscar it is. It's probably going to be for music. Yep. Well, uh, Best well, yeah. music, original score, Oscar winner. Best original score. Prince has an Oscar. Yep. And a Grammy. <laughs> with the, was, it, was it with the same album? 
Purple Rain? Yeah, well, I'm yep. looking at the bunch of Purple Rain. Yep, with the same album. Nominated from the go- oh, Golden Globe. Man, Globes this was a good idea, movie. Prince. You <laughs> should have made a film. You knew what you were talking about. He, he was a Image Awards. They gave him Best Outstanding Actor. What? They didn't even give him an award for music, just I, for acting. What? Uh, but to be fair, I don't know who Image Awards is. I don't know if that's like a joke thing or if they just really like music people that do acting stuff. I have literally no idea. Oh, Razzie Awards. I know those are like awards you give for movies that are bad. Worst original song. Worst original song. He got nominee uh, for the song yeah. Sex Shooter. Worst new star. He got nominated. Wow. Wow, they were harsh. The backlash. On, on one hand, you have an Oscar. On the other hand, you have a uh, you have yeah, a nomination and a, and a for Grammy. A they didn't. They didn't get the. They they didn't win the Razzie. They got the nominee. So yeah, they're still they're still okay, I guess. What? Oh oh, the World Soundtrack Awards. I thought it said Worst Soundtrack Awards, and they gave it to. It. I was like, <laughs> this entire institution is bullshit. <laughs> Whatever, but they only did it in two thousand four. They were so late to the party. Yeah, that's weird. Twenty years late. Wow. Okay, that's weird. What a weird little tangent. Yep. Um, Purple rain. Well, now I need to listen to more. Now I need to listen to that whole album. I've only heard the song and I've only seen weird live performances. Um, Yeah. That being said, I've I've liked everything I've seen thus far. Yeah. Also, there's this. What is it? Nineteen ninety nine or something. Yeah. That song is awesome. A lot of his songs are awesome. Honestly, looking at the song list, I'm just like, wow, these are all really stellar. Uh, Great musician. Hmm, Prince, shout outs. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Here here on this podcast, Kid Cudi, half of us loves you. (laughs) (laughs) Last time, there was mention of a certain Radiohead album, uh, Kid A. Did you give that a a peek? I did. Nice. It's just, it's just <laughs> I'm going to oh. piss so many people off with my opinions on this. <laughs> okay. Just, can I just say it's not that interesting? <laughs> what part of it isn't interesting, Bryson? Like the this, whole this thing? It's, I don't know. Radiohead, they strike this weird balance of experimental where i just am not into it at all like i really wish they just went all out a little bit more than they do instead they try and like reel it in a little bit and it's not it's like they do something cool and i'm like oh cool turn it up to 11 and then they never do i don't know maybe it's from the time period is the reason they do that but i don't even think (sighs) they do that yeah, well, they like, do with, like, the reversed every... vocals and weird stuff like that all the time. And it's just, uh, I just wish they did either more or less, and they strike this in-between that I just think is meh. Man. The production is stellar. Like, the the whole song, like, all every song sounds spotless. Like, it sounds great. Um, so I think that's really good. And, and I think it is well-made. I just can't find it interesting and i don't want to listen to it again weird i just never it was the same with the other radiohead album i listened to yeah and the other one uh in rainbows i listened to it oh Uh, yeah oh i love in rainbows what are you doing to me man it's just uh, i don't know man there's 
there's a part of me that wants to like them because everyone else does. And then I listen and I'm like, this is just not very interesting. That's it, weird. It, I'm trying to think what of it can you not find interesting? That's like, it, it, it's not what isn't interesting. It's, it's like, like it, what of it isn't? Nothing, Wait, that might be the same question. nothing about it to me is like catchy. Like I don't want to listen back. Really? Yeah. So, so this... Not even that like intro lick does anything for you. That sick, boo doo doo. Like, and that's the thing is, I think it sounds cool, but it doesn't pop back into my head on a normal occasion. Really? Yeah. And like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. And then I, it just never appears back in my mind again. <laughs> what a weird. I have no idea what you look for. In I have music a blind. Anymore, I have a blind <laughs> spot for Radiohead. <laughs> Okay, to be fair, maybe, I don't know what of radio have you've actually heard, but from what I've recommended to you has been so wildly out of order of, like, how you, quotations, should listen to it. I don't care it. about should listen to it, but... Okay, me neither normally, but, like, I started My, my with taste is eclectic enough to the point where it doesn't matter, <laughs> and this is just not not there for me. It, I, I really like when songs are either very fun to listen to or very crazy to listen to, and I have to really learn how to hear it. And this is neither of those. Does, like, mellow stuff not really do it for you? I like mellow stuff when it's not trying to somehow take my attention at the same time. And, like, I've talked about ambient works before, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it doesn't. it's not trying to take my attention, which I think is great. But this is just... It's just not very interesting. I'm sorry. How many times did you listen to it? Like four times. Four? I don't even believe you. I forced myself to listen to this because I was like, it's got to be good. I've heard so much about it, right? And then I'm I just... I'm so perplexed. I feel like I've been given like a math problem that I don't like know the formula <laughs> to solve the math problem. This is so weird because I feel like this is like exactly your alley. Yeah. Like, dead on exactly what you yeah. went into in every sense of the word. And somehow, Bryson hits me with the... I don't even know what you're hitting me with. It's just... It's not interesting. It's just what? not interesting. That's like That's is the it thing. The it, is it the lyrics? That's, that's the thing, is nothing about it is interesting to me. So it's not what part, it's what part isn't. Weird. All right. I guess each to their own, but like, man, you're, you're crazy. I kind of <laughs> I liked how to disappear completely. That one, okay, okay. What of that song did you like? Will Will they? I'm I'm picking your brain. Yeah, let me listen to it. I like the gallop, the feel. It has a, it has a rhythm to it that I really enjoy. The way that the instruments interact, it kind of fills in like this weird triplet pattern that's really cool. Um. I really like that because that's catchy. Okay. It makes me want to come back to it. But most of the other stuff, I'm okay, like, okay. it's just not catchy. Okay. Yeah. National anthem. Yeah. Are you talking about the baseline? Yeah. Is that not really? It's like it has all the hallmarks of what I would think would be interesting. <laughs> that's why I'm so lost <laughs> here. That's why I'm so perplexed. <laughs> it's like this is exact. This is Bryson could make this music, and I'd be like, all right, that's, that's Bryson music, and then. Yeah, whoa, weird. Okay, but like, then you throw in like the horns. When did the horns? Tell me that's not sick. And that's the thing is, I do think it is, but it just doesn't come back to me. 
Really? And the vocals, I'm not a huge fan of, but that, I can get, I can get past I can get. I can get past that. That I can get, like, yeah, vocally, like he, vocally, he's, he's a little whiny sounding. He he kind of reminds me of an angsty teenager. He is, but I think it like works on a lot of the songs because it feels so like it feels like re- he's like trying to scream, but he's also extremely restricted at the same time, which I think really matches the overall tone of like just this desolate album where like i mean like even in the album cover like it's like you're amongst this like plane in like in mountains and stuff and like you you try to scream in mountains and you can scream however loud you want nobody's gonna hear you they might hear like a faint it's going on (laughs) yeah but (laughs) that doesn't that that doesn't excuse the fact that he does just remind me of like a 14 year old boy and that, uh, and the lyrics are fine. Like he does a good job writing them, but They're phenomenal. What? Yeah, what part of it is fine. What? Well, they aren't. I'll, they I'll, they I'll, match I'll... they match the album very well. Is what I mean. They they aren't like anything groundbreaking. Where I'm like, this is just straight up poetry. They're they're definitely very fitting for the album, and they work quite well. But okay, the lyrics on motion picture soundtrack are you. Like those are amazing. Yeah, but th- that's not the entire album. I mean, it's most of the like. I'll admit, like everything in its right place. The lyrics it's are just like, repetitive. Suck yeah. in a lemon or whatever. Like, yeah, but like the repetitiveness has like a very major intention for being super repetitive. Again, and I said they fit the album really well. I'm not <sighs> critique. I'm not saying that l- lyrics are bad. No, no, no. I, I'm not upset. I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to figure out where where this went wrong. Tree Fingers, I thought was boring. Okay, if 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 that had Brian Nino Eno on it and not Radiohead, you would love it. No. What part? What part of Tree Fingers? I don't know why <laughs> I'm sticking with Tree Fingers here. It's the interlude song, but what part of Tree Fingers? Um, the whole thing. It's it's just not. It's not captivating in any way. And like it's supposed to be, it just felt misplaced because all of a sudden you get hit with this slow track, and instead of feeling like a break, I just feel like, oh, okay, move on. I I wasn't. It's almost like it was acting like I was really having to listen hard before. Like it sounds mm-hmm. almost pretentious because it's like, oh, you really had to strain before, and you got to take a break after that. I don't know about that. And one. I'm like, mm, I didn't though. You know, we talked about Moonchild on the King Crimson album. Mm-hmm. And that I felt fit because by the time I got to Moonchild, my ears were like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. That was a lot of high effort listening. And then, <laughs> but Radiohead with Kid A, I was like, this wasn't high effort. That, listening. It's like background music. That could not be more. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like it generally, yes, I like would agree. Like if something sounds like it's attempting, but the only big quotation song on the album prior to tree thing fingers is the national anthem. is national anthem yeah. and there's an entire very chill song that is the longest song on the album that comes bef- like comes afterwards and then it's tree fingers so yeah. it's not like there's a big boom and it's like let's chill out it's like there's yeah, a yeah but that's and normally a what decline. you use an interlude for i I don't know because I also think Tree Fingers is a really good transition to the rest of the album, which like kind of maintains like this chill thing where like again it's wanting to be loud but it's keeping it very concise and like it sounds super intentional. Like it's not super big. It's definitely not as big as no. Like it's it's still like very chill, but there's like elements that are big. You know, like the drums on that is like a lot of tom stuff. You know, but 
everything is still kept mildly concise and same with and like again in like Limbo. i thought the production and like the actual musicianship on the entire album is stellar but at the same time none of it is captivating to me in an emotional sense it's like my my brain is like this is this is great yeah and then my body is like eh. whenever i listen to this thing I'm usually listening to it at night. That's like my, like if I try to listen to this like in the daytime, I'll be like, something's off. <laughs> <laughs> something's, something, something's not right. But then if I listen to it at night, I don't know. It feels like I'm in like in a, a weird dystopian future and it's all like, I don't know. I really like, like there's a lot of like, I mean, How to Disappear Completely is like an incredibly emotional song. I thought Looking that was, a, lyrics, I thought that was a great track. Yeah. And then you have stuff like, that that in one limbo? I remember thinking like yeah I'd listen to this again the, definitely. the end of in Li- in limbo okay I can find the exact part but like it kind of just does like this like primarily like instrumental part in 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 limbo I'm so close to saying it in rainbows every time I say in limbo but that doesn't that doesn't evoke nothing no nothing? okay motion picture soundtrack surely that had motion to be picture soundtrack I did really like. That was my second favorite. That's my favorite song on the whole album. Okay. But then and then the ending was just unremarkable. Well, and untitled. It it was definitely no Ziggy Stardust with the ending. I I just it kinda ended and I, f- I forgot that I was listening to it almost. Really? <laughs> it's like I forgot I was listening to it and then it ended and I was like, Oh yeah, the song is still there was still music going. Isn't that what you want from? Isn't that what you wanted from ambient music, though? Is it like well, you don't? Well, it is what I want from ambient music, but I don't really think of this as ambient. But that last song is nothing. It's only fifty-three seconds. Music. It doesn't count as ambient music unless it's like ten minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah. Sorry, sorry to disappoint. This is coming as a shock to me. This is coming as a shock to me. Man, weird. Okay. Well, then I, I will continue listening to to this damn album and i will see if my my being actually cares about it or not i will say mild fake fan here but like the first time i listened to kid a i honestly didn't like it almost at all like i i liked elements but it wasn't an album i was crazy about like because it was also when i listened to radiohead i listened to it from like the bends onward like in order of how it was released except for occasionally hopping to in rainbow sometimes because i really i've always liked in rainbows and so when i got to like you know you i heard whoa spotify update is so weird now um (laughs) i heard the bends which is like kind of more of that like 90s rock and then okay computer is like awesome but then you go to like kid a and it's like super techno-y and like a lot more ambient and kind of weird and there isn't like these ginormous constant sounds with every single song was like kind of weird and i didn't like that a whole lot so then when i went to like hail hail of the thief hail to the thief and uh in rainbows i was like oh thank goodness but then like i don't know it was weird because before college before coming here i didn't like kid a at all and then i got here and i was just going through radiohead again and then kid a popped up and i was like wait this is awesome i don't know what it is but apparently it's a grower for a lot of people uh, it was definitely for me, but yeah. Um, so, so I'll see. It probably will, because I do think it has the potential to be really great for me. But right now, it's not. I get that. Um, that being said, on a 
if you want like where Radiohead goes like super crazy, kind of more like loud, catchy, where they like focus a lot more on like the, um, the rhythm. Uh, Hail to the Thief is oh, you know what this 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 might get you going. It's uh, it's uh one of the controversial Radiohead albums where people were waiting on it, and it came out, and it was kind of like, how do we think about this? And there's a lot more crazy sound and only really gets bigger from that that's the first song. yeah that's the first song and it honestly gets progressive not progressively crazier it kind of goes up and down a bit um but i really like this album some people don't though some people really really don't like this album at all because mm-hmm. it was a complete expectation um, yeah twist. i mean from that snippet i probably would like it <laughs> okay. well um i would recommend that one next but if you want to take a break from radio, no that, no that makes perfect I, I, sense. I'd, I'd love to but you do have to listen to an album of mine that i of course think you might um not really like perfect <laughs> so me. so there's this album that i encountered a long time ago that has almost no listeners almost none it's okay. it's called the weather and it's another it's a collab between bus driver a uh, weird underground artist uh radio inactive and daedalus daedalus I love bus driver. I love. So I was like, okay, I should totally check this out because it's just this really strange album. Um, Is it by the pond? No, it's the weather. Like I said, this is a weird. Oh, there it is. Okay. You found it. Yep. Okay. I have the vinyl of this. My girl, I loved it so much. My girlfriend bought me the vinyl and had it shipped from Germany to us because Whoa. because <laughs> there was so few copies printed that the only one that she could find on sale was from germany um yeah it's great it's really strange because it's a double album but they didn't have the like covers for a double so mm-hmm. they just put both discs in a single cover case <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of hilarious and the instrumentals on this are absurdly nuts and the fact that someone is actually able to keep up with the instrumentals is crazy i mean even to start you have exaggerated joy which and it's a very fun album and it can it also has a gurgle solo at one point which is impressive a gurgle solo as well as a random jazz interlude how crazy is this there's an entire album about i don't even know some a lot of the songs (laughs) are like concepts and it Carl take, Weathers. Carl Weathers is a bop. Like one of my favorite songs ever is Carl Weathers. That's my favorite track off the entire album. Really? It's it's incredible. So all in all, the entire album is just a nuts com com like congregation of just every strange idea they could fit. Um, and it ends with a song titled Barely Music that's nine minutes long. And I'll oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, he did this to me with another album. What was it? Fear of a Black Tangent? Like the Or no, is it Temporary Forever where like the last song? Oh, just, no. Like, it's, silence for the last No, no. It's definitely a lot. Um, yeah, that one was weird. I think that was just a pressing error like with the oh. studio. I think that's why <laughs> that's there. Um, either that or apparently some CDs used to do that. Like that was just a normal feature of CDs at the time. And it just somehow got included on all the like Spotify pages and stuff too. Is but it this, getting included on Apple Music? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's really weird. The, however, 
barely music is full audio the entire time and i'll let you experience that one on your own okay um but yeah fine for a robot has the gurgle solo which is a masterwork um it also has a song like a thousand words which is just a full seven minute improv like it's crazy i i don't even know freestyle eludes me i don't know how people can comprehend like <laughs> actually be able to freestyle and bus driver nails it um Pretty impressive. But, but yeah the the entire album i think it's one of the most fun albums to listen to because there's so many things going on at any given time it's very unique the yeah. lyrics are almost completely meaningless almost <laughs> always and then every once in a while they'll say something you're like that's really clever and then they'll move on to something <laughs> else and you're like that's not so much um the second they stop talking about the actual weather you're like oh this is kind of <laughs> uh, one of my favorites is um oh, i think oh i forgot which song it is where the entire like the entire song is about them breaking up from their boy band um they were in a boy band this is their boy band oh according to them oh okay <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's just a great album and i think you should listen to the weather i will listen to the weather then i am intrigued consider me intrigued it's definitely a unique listen so on my quest to become a uh better person at playing guitar a better i don't want to say guitarist because that makes me sound like I already think I am, which I'm not. You are a guitarist. <gasps> oh, Bryson. If you, if you play guitar, you're a guitarist. Oh, that was so sweet of you, Bryson. <laughs> I totally just fished that compliment. Anyways, there is um, a little album, but it's kind of more of like an EP, really. It's called Introspection. Introspection. By Louis Bonfa something? I don't know. It's, it's a green background with, like, a yellow guy where his, like, head's like a castle, and then there's, like, the sky inside. And there's, like, white birds flying around. How did you find this? Um, I actually don't know. Well, I've recently been doing this thing where I just, like, make... This is so cringy. Bear with me. But, like, I make these, like, short playlists based off of, um, like... Film ideas I have, what I think would make <laughs> cool movies, but since I can't make movies, I make dumb little playlists of them. And so I was making this one for, um, I won't, I won't give you the film pitch, but it's like it's kind of like meant to be more chill and like kind of like happy, but like also really sad. Like you know, happy songs that are sad, but they're very chill. Like there's a song called Courtyard by Bobby Gent Gentry. Bobby something, but it sounds awesome. But then there's, I was, I was scrolling around and like trying to find more music that sounds like that. And then enchanted mirror came on and it sounds awesome. Yeah. Just like that kind of, but like, I want to avoid just straight up lo-fi. It's very swirly sounding. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but that's kind of like what the whole playlist was like kind of shooting for. It's yeah. kind of like, the, I, I think like the emotion of what I was trying to bring out was it's like kind of like feels like a hug. Feels like you're listening to a little hug. Feels like I'm listening to a hug. I I can see that. <laughs> yeah, this is meant to be wholesome, but then like I stumbled on that. It's really short. It's like 26 minutes, but it it has become the ideal homework music. As like every yeah. song is kind of like that. There's another one called Reflections which I like a ton. 
But yeah, that was kind of that. And then I kept looking into this artist. I can't say I found anything like massively cool, but as a lot of his music is kind of like that, and it seems to be coming from Brazil or something. But it's all very pleasant and nice to listen to. And um, for people that are looking for something that isn't just re- recycled lo-fi um, introspection by L-U-I-Z-B-O-N-F-A is um quite good and has made for awesome study music. B-U- uh, B-O-N-F-A. Did I say you? Ooh, I got reminded of the band Genesis by one of my friends who showed me a picture of the band Genesis. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at an image of them now, and uh, there's a man with normal white hair, a man with normal blonde hair, and a man who was bald. Um, I don't think he was bald in the picture. I think he just had like a nearly uh, reverse mohawk going. Uh oh. There. <laughs> oh my goodness. Peter Gabriel. Oh, that's a mistake. That's an error. I am not sure what led Peter Gabriel to give himself a uh, reverse mohawk, oh. <laughs> but he definitely did it. Okay, maybe he like. Maybe he was going to just shave bald anyways, and he was like, hold up, just do the center part really quick. We'll take a picture. I like how he has really long hair with the, ah, like for the so rest gross. of his head. It's definitely a unique take on hair. Aye, aye, aye. But it reminded me of a really great song that I used to really, really love back like my freshman year of high school, Supper's Ready by Genesis. Um, it's like a 23-minute long track. And it has like a bunch of sections. It's the most prog rocky possible song. But it reminded me of kind of like the trio of prog rock long songs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we should listen to all of them. And l- I think you should listen to all of them oh, okay. and try and try and rank them. Okay. I've heard all three of them about a billion times because oh, I was really okay. into prog rock back then. And I think. So of the three that I am going to name, there's probably a billion more, but these are the three that stick out the most. Okay. Supper's Ready by Genesis. Is that the name of the album? That's the name of the song. It's on the album Foxtrot, which is a really good album, too. 23 minutes. The next one is Close to the Edge by Yes. Uh, I think I've heard that. That one's like 18 or 19 minutes. Yeah, I've heard this. I've, I have this whole album liked. Um, you might have recommended it to me a long time ago. Yeah. Like, back before I moved. I still... You should probably re-listen to the song. I'll do it. I remember liking it. I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of groovy. And then the last one's 2112 by Rush. I always think it's crazy with the prog rock how I don't even notice that it's in weird time signatures a lot of the time until I try and count it. And I'm like, what? What is this? Like, one of my favorite riffs is from Yes, and uh, it's on Heart of the Sunrise. I'll, I'll, it has this crazy fast riff, and I never noticed that it was in the strangest time signature possible. Mm-hmm. This is sampled in a Kanye song. Okay, what's that called again? That's called Heart of the Sunrise. Heart of the Sunrise. I am 75% sure Kanye samples that in a song from Pusha T's album Daytona called, I think it's What Do You Meek? Let me find it real quick. Oh, yeah, that's certain. This song kind of slaps, too. That's definitely the sample. My ears are cracked. Kanye loves sampling, like, old prog rock. Yeah. I mean, because, like, we were talking about with King Crimson, too. Oh, yeah. 
So, hey, that was his old, that's his thing, I guess. Yeah, there's another piece of trivia. Last time we gave that, like, awesome, like, uh, Kendrick Lamar samples 24 Karat Magic. There we go. Kanye samples whatever song you just mentioned that I heard the, the name of. Heart of the Sunrise. Heart of the Sunrise. It, uh, <sighs> on a Pusha T album. Probably the best Pusha T album, if I may be so bold. Ooh, shots fired. Just kidding. I actually think that's not that hot of a take, but <laughs> who knows? Who knows nowadays? Any, it, anybody can have any sort of uh, level of thought process there. Okay, I um, I was talking to some people. Maybe we can end on a kind of a kind of a wholesome story note. Um, I was talking to some people about my experiment with the experience with the <coughs> Muppets and um, yes in orchestra band back in middle school yeah now the film. it's great for you now because you can just link people exactly. to that episode and you don't have to tell the whole story <laughs> yup yeah uh, but another thing is <laughs> they were like we were we were wanting to watch like this show that is really creepy puppets that for some reason doesn't scare me i just have very inconsistent oh, is it the dark fears. crystal no i love dark crystal though. dark crystal's great so good um don't hug me i'm scared oh it's yeah like, a show, like that you oh YouTube thing. yeah that's classy awesome so yeah good. they had never seen it before Whoa. Which is also awesome because I get to watch it again for free. Um, for free. Um, <laughs> it's on I, YouTube. <laughs> I get to watch it again and have an excuse to watch it again, not on my own. Um, and then <laughs> I get to watch other people who have never seen it before watch it for the first time. But one person was uh, a little a little afraid because it, it, it does look kind of spooky. And in all reality, it is a kind of creepy thing. But... I was like, okay, I have a confession, guys. And I, I tell them the whole story because they're not brave enough to listen to this podcast. Um, I also don't, just don't think they've gotten to that episode yet. Who knows? Who, who knows if they're even listening? Who knows? Who knows? Regardless, I tell them that story. And I was thinking, like, as I was walking away, they were like, oh, that's such like a funny story. It's like, oh, that's so cute, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, like, you know what? In the moment, I felt terrible. But now, looking back, I'm so glad that happened. You oh, know, that's so funny. I'm so glad because now I have like this hilarious story and I have like this thing I can always look back on as like, you know what? That is such a specific fear and such a specific story. And such a thing that kids aren't <laughs> afraid of. Yeah. It's just like it's it's so it feels so personal, too. And 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 I was like, man, you know, I'm glad to happen. <laughs> I'm really glad that happened. And I'm like wondering, like, if in the moment of doing other things like. What if, like, five years from now, I look back and I was like, you know, that was super silly. And um, that makes for a hilarious story. But you just don't know it in the moment. Because in the moment of the Muppet thing, I was like, my life ends here. <laughs> Mom, Dad, we got to move. We're going to Alaska. <laughs> they, my life is over. Um, yeah. But now looking back, I'm like, thank goodness. That was awesome. That's but I was wondering, so do you have anything that in the moment you were kind of like, oh, this is the end of my life, or this is awful, I can never recover from this, and then now you're kind of like, you know what, thank goodness that happened, because that was great. Yeah, it's not like I was afraid of something that was really bad, but mm -hmm. I do have one when I was in second grade, and so one of the aspects of, like, my teacher that I hated at the time was we had to, like, wait in line to use the bathroom, like, we had to get a like during recess, right? We yeah. couldn't just go in and use the bathroom. They had to like watch us the whole time, basically. 1984, am I right? 
it was it was dumb and i was like screw this i'm gonna go pee in a bush and so i did no way i did i was the badass that peed in a bush oh yeah and i got in a lot of trouble oh man everyone made it seem like it was the worst thing ever um, which was terrible. I remember being <laughs> actually the worst experience ever because I was just this kid and I was like, I don't want to wait in line to go pee. I have to go pee right now. I'm going to go pee in a bush, which I think is reasonable. Looking back, I'm like, screw them. You should let the kid go to the bathroom when he needs to go to the bathroom. That's reasonable. Okay, right. but like, surely you know that some kids just want to like get out of the classroom and just like this was during recess. Gone. This was during recess. This was during right, recess. Opinion changed completely. Yeah, because I thought this was like during class, and like people just because I know in middle school people would often ask like, "Can I just go to the bathroom just to like not come back to class?" No, for like this was during minutes. recess. I wanted to oh be out gosh. there having fun, and I didn't want to waste my time standing in a line <laughs> because I'm a normal kid. So that made so you know that one. My teacher now, looking back, she was mean. She should have let me go to the bathroom when I had to go to the bathroom rather than having me waste my recess standing in a line. Well, you know, not not to step step on step on your toes here, but like there wasn't some grand realization. You know, you look back now and you still think, yeah, I should have peed in the bush. Yep. But there was no. Or maybe I just peed outside somewhere. I. I, I I don't know. I did definitely peed outside for you, certain. Did you reveal? No, I was turned around. Okay. Okay. Weird. But yeah. Yeah. But no yeah, development. But there's n- there's no character development. Instead, I just got further entrenched <laughs> in my own views. Oh no. <laughs> Nothing where you're like, you know what? Maybe that wasn't the best idea. <laughs> no. Instead, I'm really okay. I'm, well, to be fair, that's pretty sick. That's, yeah. That's pretty sick. Oh, I don't know if I can every, say this one on the podcast, but yeah, go ahead. I have one that's really, it haunts me continuously because oh, yeah. I've had a YouTube account for a long time, like probably since I was 11 or 12. And I've wow. made comments on other people's comments and just made comments in general, like the entire time I've had a YouTube account. Uh-oh. And every <laughs> once in a while, I'll get an email, right? That'll be like, someone responded to your comment and I'll see the comment was from like six, seven years ago. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no! And I look back at my comments, uh-huh. and they're always <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> That's like a whole like pool of just hilarious yeah. stuff you got there. Yeah. You're like, "Oops, did I say that?" Yeah, the misspells and things uh. I would never let myself get away with nowadays. <laughs> oh, it's it's hard. Maybe I can find some. The here. internet is the the internet is a dangerous place. That's why, like, I I don't know. I like never comment on anything YouTube wise. I don't even think I have a YouTube account. I guess I have the school account going if you want to email, but it's very rare that I will get one that's like an old one because I didn't comment as much as I do now. But you comment a lot now? Quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. But but every once in a while there'll be a really old one that's just marked by sadness. Yeah. <laughs> I have one where someone I like this one isn't even me. This one is just funny because it was on like some kind of uh, it was on like an old Dr. Mike video. Mm-hmm. And um, someone asked like a question where I was like, you should ask your doctor that. And someone responded to my mine with hot doctors know all about health. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's their job. 
Uh oh. <laughs> That's what they do. Vibrate Love Daily. What the heck is your <laughs> name even? Vibrate Love Daily. Somebody must have just had like a really bad trip to the doctors or something where like the doctor told them something very severe and they just didn't want to believe it. And so they were like, doctors, what do they know? Uh, what do doctors so know? So bad. <laughs> Here's one where someone was apologizing for responding to my comment from like five years ago. No way. Oh, uh, there's an old phone called the Next Bit Robin. Okay. From 2016, so I was in middle school, and uh, I responded to this like it's a Marcus Brownlee like MKBHD review of it five years ago, and I was like says it feels durable look at this other video and the entire phone was made of plastic and someone just like snapped it in half in like a quarter of a second (laughs) and you just posted in the comment section you're like yeah you think your thing's durable yeah this thing is weak what a jerk bryson and uh and then someone <laughs> responded to, to mine and then responded again and was like, wait, this comment was like from a billion years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone responded eight months ago. What a weirdo. Why were they watching this review from a phone from 2016 and were like trying to defend it in the comment section? Yeah, I don't go to YouTube comments a whole lot, but sometimes I will like if I'm bored, but I like I know I'm either going to see like a well of positivity or I'm just going to see, like, My some favorite. real upset people just saying whatever comes to mind. Yeah, or you have, like, old people just being old people on the internet, which is actually one of my favorite things because you know they'll type like in all caps for no matter what they're saying because they can't like read the small letters <laughs> so they'll just exclusively type in all caps and they'll have like weird they won't have periods or they'll have way too many periods it's one or the other mm-hmm. and i i just don't know it old people on the internet are impressive with the way that they speak it it has a lot of alpha energy and it's great. There we go. But yeah, that's that's the best one I can find is me trying to trash on a phone from <laughs> while I was in middle school. Um, classic. A lot of these are like techie videos because I was really into like computer hardware. Like I built yeah. my own computer like a long time ago. Whoa. And stuff. Awesome. Last time you didn't say goodbye the proper way. So today I redeem the tradition. Bye. <laughs> Ugh.